Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's our breakpoint rules. You know, I, I spoke about that third and short, third and medium long and extra long was kind of how we, when we go back and view things, when we start the year off, those are kind of our guidelines. But we, we let the film dictate what third and short, third and medium may be that week or where the cutoff point is. We've got another great episode for you today, but before we get going, I want to announce our partnership with Sportscope. We were able to find out about Sportscope and have one of their users on the podcast yesterday in Dutch Fork, tight ends coach and technology coordinator, Douglas Rivers. He shared some incredible things that they're able to do with Sportscope's products. Sportscope is the industry leader in end zone camera and sideline instant replay technology. Sportscope manufactures 20 foot and 30 foot quality U.S. made end zone towers with the most advanced technology to make filming on game day easy and stress-free. Sportscope end zone cameras allow your camera operator to film from up in the press box, have built-in instant replay for making crucial in-game adjustments, and even have artificial intelligence designed to get you consistent end zone film and reduce your video staff on game nights. Edge Replay syncs multiple camera angles and delivers instant replay to your sideline iPads in seconds with no laptops needed. Paired with their three-point network, the Sportscope app gives you full playback control so you can make adjustments your players can see. The Sportscope app offers easy and predictive play tagging by ODK and is packed with smart features to save you time and allow for easy uploads after the game. Give your staff the edge on game nights with Sportscope end zone camera and edge replay. Visit sportscope.com today. And remember, if you haven't heard it, check out that episode with Douglas Rivers. He really talks about how they use Sportscope to have a very efficient and effective game day and halftime adjustments. Today's episode is from the 2022 Lawrence First and Goal Virtual Clinic, and it's with Blake Harrell, who is the defensive coordinator at East Carolina. Coach Harrell was named East Carolina's defensive coordinator inside linebackers coach on January 29, 2020. In only two years, he has spearheaded an impressive turnaround for a unit that has surrendered just a combined 30.2 points per game, which is ECU's best two-year average since 2014 and 15. 
They've forced 40 collective turnovers, their highest two-year total since 13 and 14. And in addition, East Carolina has tallied at least one takeaway in 18 of 21 contests since his arrival in Greenville. He's played an integral role in helping the 2021 Pirates gain bull eligibility for the first time since 2014 with a defense that ranked among the nation's top 25 in three statistical categories. Third down percentage, which they ranked 12th, passes intercepted where they ranked 14th, and first down defense where they ranked 24th. So today he's going to share how he breaks down third down, how he thinks about break points, and how other factors affect the game plan and the calls that happen on game day. I know this is one you will enjoy. To get more of these, go to lfgf2022.coachesclinic.com. The replays are available all the way up till next year's clinic, so you still want to be able to get into those and learn from the great coaches that we had at that clinic. So here's Coach Harrell on third down defense, winning the money down. I started out as an offensive coordinator, the JV football and the triple option, which was, was unique. But I just knew, like, hey, I wanted to be on the defensive side of things. And, you know, looking back, maybe that was a, a bad choice. Maybe as as much, as well as these young guys are doing offensively, maybe I should have been an offensive guy and maybe a head coach by now. But I wanted to be on the defensive side of the ball because I thought, you know, defensively you could put some scheme into it, you know, just the mentality that you coach the game with is a little bit different. The way you approach the game is a little bit different. Some things you do there, at least in my experiences. You know, college football, high school football, I think every level right now, I think there's some several key factors that goes into winning a game. And the first, and just kind of made a list here, of just things that I think is important to, to helping us be successful defensively, helping us be successful as a football program, and what's helping us win games here at East Carolina. And the top one's takeaways. I think, you know, defensively, you got to get the ball back to your offense. Offensively, you got to protect the ball and take care of the football. I think, you know, we were a top 20 team in takeaways this year with picks and and, turn, and fumbles for us and all those type of things. And I think that's something that you can't just talk about to your players, but you got to reward them. Uh, you got to go practice it. And I think those can be a huge part of your game and, and winning football games for you. I know, you know, late in the game a couple times this year, we had, we had uh, a couple teams driving on us, trying to go in for the win and score. And we picked the ball off to win, you know, to put the game away or win the game. And that was huge. So t- takeaways, I think, is huge. Explosive plays. I think you, you hear offensive guys talking about how many explosive plays they can create. Defensive coaches, we talk about how many explosive plays can we, we limit or, or keep it down to. You know, just recently – we were looking through our cutups and looking at different categories or coverages or pressures. And we we're looking at the explosive plays within those pressures, explosive plays within that coverage. And we're talking about how many explosive plays should we have per play? I mean, is it every 20 plays you're going to have an explosive play? Every 10 plays you're going to have explosive play? And I think that changes from week to week. That probably changes from call to call. But I think, you know, just checking around with some, some, some guys I know, some defense coordinators, around my league and different other leagues and, and conferences, it just kind of seemed like the cat, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15, you know, we, we most of the time we talk about our goal is six per game or five per game. Well, what if you're playing 60 plays that week? What if you're playing 80 plays that week? So I, I thought, you know, as you go back and look through your cutups, I think it was a little bit better to look at it as how many explosive plays do you allow per play? Like one explosive per 12 plays is kind of what we looked at. The other kind of risk reward on that, that piece right there is, is a negative place. I've always been a big believer in we got to create negative plays. We got to get the offense behind the sticks. And I think there's, there's, you know, studies out there that says every time an offense takes a sack, there's only an 8% chance they score on that drive. 
or every time you create a negative play, a tackle for a loss, there's only like a 85% chance they score on that drive. So I always thought that was huge. But I think it kind of goes along with the explosive plays. If, if you're an aggressive football team, which we are here at East Carolina, and attacking attack and style, you've got to be careful that your negative plays, there's not a huge risk-reward type thing, that you're not giving up explosives on the other end of that. And I think, you know, if we go back and look at our season in 2021, the first four games, we gave up some explosive plays, and we, we kind of go back in the last – Eight ball games of the season, we limited those explosive plays. Our negative plays were down, but our explosive plays were way down. And I thought it helped us win ball games down the stretch and in conference plays. Uh, another key factor, I think, to winning football games right now is just red zone. You know, and, and defensively, not necessarily keeping points off the board in red zone, but holding offenses to field goals. I always tell our players, field, field goals won't get you beat. Touchdowns will. And, and on the flip side of that, offenses are saying the same thing. Hey, we got to put the ball in the box if we can do that. And rather than kick field goals, we got a chance to win. And, and I think so many of our games this year, that was a huge part of us being successful or not. And I think it's a huge part of, of football right now. And then lastly, kind of what I want to go into today and, and really talk about is third down. And we call that the money down. You know, it's more of a, a mindset for us of just how we treat it, how we approach third down and what we go into it. And I, I've always said this, and, and it's not a, something I came up with. It's been around for many years. It's not – what we know is what our players know. And third down is every bit of that. It's not you know, how we treat third down or how we, we've game plan third down up, but what our players have bought into, what they believe in, what they take pride in, and, and just kind of going from there. And I think you know, our players here at East Carolina have made third down really, really special. And they, they take uh, extreme pride in that. You know, Every week we go through the, the game plan and we'll start talking about it. And, First thing they want to know is about third down, the, the break points, the cutoff point, you know, what type of what type of team are they on third down? I think, you know, first, as you see your opponent for the week, you can pull up their third downs and see what type of, you know, team they are. Are they, uh, you know, is the offense converting on 50% of their third downs or 55%? You know, you got your hands full. If they're only converting on 40%, you know, hey, they, they've struggled and maybe you can take advantage of some spots there. So that's just kind of, you know, key factors to, to winning football games, in my opinion, I'm sure there's a bunch more, but those kind of five defensively that I think are important. And I've seen kind of help us, you know, win some ball games throughout the, the, uh, the season. Our success rate, our goal is 70%. Uh, this past season, we were 68%. We talk about success rate. So, obviously, you go pull up the stats and, and you're looking through the, the stats on the year or – you know, your weekly stats, and it's going to say what the offensive success rate is. Everything I view, I want to view it from a defensive perspective. We talk about left hash, right hash from a defense perspective. Let's talk about our success as a defense of how we are going and playing the game. And that's one, you know, things our, our guys will talk about, our players, is, hey, our success rate, our goal is 70%. We got pretty close to that, and that's a, that's a very high high goal for us, but we were second in the conference. I think Houston was was first in the American Conference. They also led, led the nation in, in third down percentage, but we were 12th in the nation. And that's just just very proud of, of our players and our, our staff, and from our GAs to our analysts to our full-time coaches of, of what they've done. And, the, and that goes to those guys and just credit to those guys of, of being able to come up with those numbers because that's where we were and just kind of backing up a little bit. When, when I got here two years ago, right before the pandemic, we, I think we were about 128th in total defense in the country. And we bumped that number way up, and, and just to have any categories and stats inside the top inside the top twenty five is 
not been done here in quite a while. And backing all the way up to 2014, 2013 to those bowl teams here in Greenville back back then. But so just excited about that. You know, I'm really proud of that. As I mentioned, our overall goal is 70%. And we want to, you know, we talk about wanting to be the best defense in the conference, one of the best defenses in the nation. We've always had this discussion in our defensive staff room, dating all the way back to when I was a, a Division II coach. Where should your stats be at? You know, what should your goals? And I'm not sure that you should have a, hey, we're going to hold them to 200 yards rushing or 300 yards passing or 15 points a game or whatever it may be. But here, here's one I really do like, though, is they're down and setting a goal and setting a hard, fast number. And for that, that's 70%. You know, we know that, hey, traditionally, if, if you're 70% success rate, holding the offense to 30%, that's going to put you in the top 10 nationally, and that's going to give you a chance to win football games, which is the most important and, and the number one goal. You know, and then we talk about, like, hey, is it third and short, third and medium? And we kind of came up with, you know, what our overall goal is. We broke it down and looked at it by, by yardage, what it should be. You know, we kind of define this as kind of standard over the season of third and shorts, third and one and two. We, we call it a win if we're winning 30% of the time. And uh, we, we, this past year, we were 29%. I think if you go back and look at college football through PFF and think different stats like that, I think the national average is about 25% success rate defensively, which is, means offenses are, are converting about 75% of the time on third and short. So that's kind of our goal. We're right at it this past year. Probably, you know, of all the categories here, we got four different areas on third down. That's probably the one we we, we got to improve the most in this offseason. And we're talking about some different things and doing, you know, how to, how can we get better at that? So as a football coach, you always don't want to pat yourself on, on the back and say what we did well, but how can we do things better? And I think that's one area we got to improve in. Third and medium, you know, we, we define that as the three to six. We were 60% success rate on this down. You know, anything over 50-50, I think, is a win for us, and, and we, we succeeded that. I think if you go back and the, the average in, in college football is even below that, 50% there. Third and long, which is 7-10, we, we were at 80%, which is, you know, really good and, and really above the, the national average there in college football. And then third and extra long, third and 11 plus, we we're actually like 24 at 25 on, on third and extra long there. And I think one of those came late in the year, you know, Daniel Ritter. I got out of a situation. We had him sacked back there and backed up situation on third and extra long, and uh, he got out of it and made a throw down the field. And, you know, credit to him. He's a pretty special player, and I think, you know, we'll see that on draft night as well. But just a little bit about our break points, our goals, not just overall third down, but by distance as well. Here's our break point rules. You know, I, just, I spoke about that third and short, third and medium long and extra long was kind of how we, when we go back and view things or we start the year off, those are kind of our guidelines. But we, we let the film dictate what third and short, third and medium may be that week or where the cutoff point is. For instance, you may go see one offense coordinator, third and one, he's 100% run. He's running the football, and it may be tempo, and that may be his deal. Third and two, he's more of a 50-50 guy. So you're going to break third and one, third and two down differently. Or maybe third and three, he's 100% pass. Or you go the following week, and, and hey, Third one, two, and three, they're running the football. Doesn't matter where it's out on the football field. So you kind of you can't just, you know, in my opinion, you can't stick with third and shorts always third and one and two, or third and shorts always one through three. I think you got to let the film dictate that and see where your break points are. And here's another our cutoff point. It seems to me like each offensive coordinator that we play or have played the last couple of years or in our league, in our conference, have a, you know, hey, this is about 90% maybe sometimes 100% pass in that situation. 
And we try to dictate that too about where they're at on the field. And that's the number one thing our players want to know. Like, hey, coach, at what down and distance can we turn it loose up front? Can we know that, hey, we we are 100% cutting it loose pass rushing? And and it also obviously going to dictate the calls you make or how you practice things. But it's also something our players are are very in tune to. And then where do they screen you or not screen you? You know, is is third and nine a screen down or is it third and 15 a screen down? Is it just kind of a waste down for them? So we're very, you know, conscientious of that and, and, and our players are as well. You know, here's kind of just adding to those to those uh, categories there is where you're at on the field. You know, you, you may be 100% pass on third and five, but all of a sudden you cross the 50. Maybe you're in four down territory. Maybe you become a little bit more conservative when you're backed up in those situations and you're more likely to run the football. So obviously you got to look at third down not only by – the big third down, but where you're at on the field, do your field zones in there as well. So that's been that's been very important to us. You know, it's a, it's a situation of the game. So it can't be all analytics. You know, what if you're up in the game? What if it's a, a windy, rainy game? So you got to take all those things into account. And I think the defensive coordinator, you know, in, in a little bit of my my background was, I said earlier, Division two high school coach, mowed grass, painted lines, ran the weight room, handed out equipment, all those extra extra duties there. But he, he, and he went on a rant, you know, back in the fall about that. But he also spoke about analytics. And analytics are awesome, and I, I love them. But it's also about a feel for the game and about a feel for what the, the opponent or the offense is trying to do to you, the offense coordinator, the quarterback. You know, is it late in the season? Is it early in the season? You know, what's the score of the game? What's the weather like? What's the wind like? You know, what, how, many, how much time is left in the game? All those stuff. And we call that the part of the menu. You know, the menu for us and our players can tell you, hey, down distance personnel, situation of the game, all those things go into part of the menu. And I think as coaches, we got to keep that in mind as well. But those are just some different things that help drive our, our call sheet or help drive how we practice things. Building upon that, third and medium, third and long, you know, their lead routes, are they a mesh football team? Are they an RPO football team? We look at those, you know, how are they going to attack our, what we do? and how, how we play the game, what coverages we play on the third and medium, third and long in those situations. So uh, we just kind of look into that, you know, is it by 10 personnel, 11 personnel, and what do we have in our toolkit that maybe is their fastball, what they do best, that our best coverage against what they do best and how we can get it stopped. And then we also, you know, you see, make sure our players understand what to expect. And that's kind of been hitting on that all along is, hey, you know, third and third and five, third and six, they're a big mesh team, but third and eight, third and nine, that kind of goes away and they become more of an over route team. So our players know exactly what to look for in certain situations. You know, what we try to do is really change it up on third down as well. We don't want to be consistent and say, hey, you know, you're going to get man from us on third and five every week. And that's, or you know, you're going to get this pressure or this front or this look or this stunt or this pass game every week. So we want to do a great job of, of just kind of self-scouting. And that's one one thing our, our analyst does a great job of is pulling that up every week. And we pull up third and medium and say, what, what is the offensive coordinator seeing from us? You know, is he seeing 10 snaps of man coverage and, and one snap of zone? And um, I thought just as we went through the season, you might, you know, I was always worried about, hey, we're, we're playing too much trap or we're playing too much uh, cover two or zone here. And we pull it up and look at the numbers the same thing in an offense coordinator was seeing and saying, hey, two, two snaps of this, three snaps here, two snaps here, and just a good variation and mixture of not only our coverages, 
but our pressures, the fronts we were in, and just kind of making an offense really have to work to know where we're at. And I think I've always said this, if you can create confusion for that O-line, that quarterback, and the guy in the box, then you have a chance to be successful on third down. We've got awesome players, and, and they play their freaking hearts out and play their tails out. But the one-on-one battles, we, we may not win that every down. But if we can help those guys, put them in situations where we can create confusion and slow the offense down, we, we know we're going to play hard. We know we're going to play fast. We're not going to play physical. But if we can put any doubt in the offense's mind and slow them down just a tad and put our guys in advantage, now we have a chance to win those one-on-ones and get off the field on third down. Protections. So, you know, I, I think – and we see it all the time in spring ball that we're actually getting ready to go through, and you see it in fall camp. Your old line coach wants you to be very basic. He wants to know, hey, are you four-man front, three-man front? Because those are where his rules fall. He knows exactly, hey, if you're in four-man front, you know, here's how I'm identifying the mic. Here's how we're going to protect it. You're in three-man front. Here's how we're going to protect it. And then when you mix those two in together, I think that, you know, that can create some a little bit more work for the O-line. And then, hey, what about a bare front that week? Or what if you're mugged up with seven up? What if you're loading a front one way or the other? So we always try to, you know, give several different looks to the offense uh, each and every week. And also for us, it's about identifying protections. Hey, how can we put them in the protection we want to be in? Or how can we make maybe their worst guy in pass protection go against our best our best uh, guy? Or, hey, where can we blitz their worst player? Or where do we need, you need help as far as in coverage? And how can we get in certain fronts to make sure we can get that done, but also married all together? Thanks again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, and thank you to Lawrence First and Goal for providing that clip from their 2022 clinic. Again, go to lfgf2022.coachesclinic.com to see the entire replay of this clinic with Coach Harrell and the other 130-plus speakers who spoke and presented at Lawrence First and Goal Clinic. An incredible lineup. Be sure to check that out. Again, it's lfgf2022.coachesclinic.com. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.